Today's show is sponsored by CastCartel.com, your premium spirits marketplace. They are like the Amazon of the spirits industry. What you can do is go to CastCartel.com. They will match you up with retailers that want to sell you liquor over the internet. Yes, some of the allocated stuff is going to cost more. It's because it's convenient. You don't have to wait in line. You don't have to go to a raffle. You don't have to camp out overnight. You can go to CastCartel.com and get it shipped directly to your door. The daily drinkers are going to be more on par with what you would find in the store. So check them out for yourselves. Go to cascartel.com. Follow them at cascartel on Instagram. They're always doing awesome giveaways for their followers. Today's show is also sponsored by distilleryproducts.com, your source to get wholesale glassware, custom laser etched glass. If you are a store, if you are a distillery, if you are a bourbon group, reach out to me. I will get you in touch with Carson and Janie and Vicky and all the good folks over at distilleryproducts.com. If you go to any distillery, chances are they are using distilleryproducts.com for their glassware and they have options awesome wholesale prices. We use them for our dad's drinking bourbon glasses. I know a bunch of other people that use them too. You can get Glens, We Glens, the Kenzie Dram, the Tipsy Dram, a regular rocks glass, the Tua, the Neat Glass. They're the only place in North America where you can get a custom laser etched neat glass. Check them out, distilleryproducts.com. Reach out to me. I would love to get you in touch with them. So I thought I'd try something new here with uh, some of these uh, shows we're throwing down here tonight. I thought I'd you know look for some kind of like visual or musical inspiration to a degree. So I throw on uh, the dead, Sugar Magnolia. Didn't really get a whole lot out of that, honestly. I never was much of a deadhead. I don't know about you. But then an ad comes on the YouTube following, and it's for well, what I would call and everybody I know calls VRBO. Verbo. Yeah, like when the hell did this start? I don't know. Like, are we so stupid that we can't pronounce VRBO? Like, who's ever called it Verbo? It sounds like furball or something or, or some like kid's toy or something. It's on YouTube now. All of a sudden, I had the same thing happen to me. <laughs> and all of a sudden, it was like, where the hell is this Verbo? I thought it was VRBO. And I bet if we go back and look at the old ads, they said VRBO. I mean, they had to for literally everybody and their brother. Like, I mean, I know I'm bad to see things and just mispronounce words, especially if I've never heard them or not know that's what I'm hearing. But yeah, I'm like, you know, halfway looking like, oh, hell, what's this ad? Like waiting for it to go to the next track and to see what it's going to play song wise. And it's like, Verbo. I'm like, whoa, 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 what? What the hell's Verbo? Like, what is this shit? I can't wait till somebody names their kid Verbo. I mean, is Airbnb suddenly going to become urban or something? I mean, no. I can't say that. No. <laughs> No, like that's a stretch. I mean, we were we were on a roll until you said that. We were we were doing okay. Now I think it's just time to drink whiskey. <laughs> Everyone, my name is John Edwards, and with me as always is Zeke Baker, and together we make the Dad's Drink of Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. Zeke, I listened to our last show, and it is the Roaming Man Rye, and I sound like I was ready to go to bed, and it's because I was... 
And it's because you made my ass wait so long. You're like, hold on, let me do this and this and this and work out and go do laundry and then come back. And like, by the time we finally got to record, I was half in the bed just wanting to go sleep. I mean, I've been busy. I've been trying to get stuff done this week. You know, MSP stayed here this past weekend. And then I think there was a barrel pick here, maybe on Monday and or Tuesday. I I don't know. Every morning he just woke up and like there was more going on. And all he would do is text me going, is this place a frat house or what, man? There's 30 people in your kitchen. It's noon and they're all drinking. And all I want to do is shut the hell up. I love Zeke's B&B, how it's like the operations for Nashville Barrel Company there's people staying in and out of there. And then it's Zeke's studio where he goes whenever there are people not in his house to talk to me and hang out with me. And I'm glad you're hanging out with me tonight. Before we get started, today's show is also sponsored by Action247.com, Tennessee's only sports book by Tennesseans for Tennesseans. You want action. Get in on the action with Action247. Use code DADS100 and they will match up to $100 of your first deposit. This weekend, the Preds play the Blue Jackets, and there is a goose egg guarantee for every Preds home game. You can bet on total goals, get a 25% loss refund if there is a scoreless period. So check out those games. Saturday and Sunday, there's going to be a soccer parlay insurance, and then Saturday and Sunday, FCS football is starting again. Check them out at action247.com. Use code DADS100 and check them out at action247.com. So Zeke, tonight we are drinking SN Pike's Magnolia Whiskey. It was first established in Cincinnati by Samuel Pike in 1849. So it's pretty old. And then Ed Carey, a former real estate developer and bourbon fan from Central Ohio, started it back up. It is MGP, which is sourced and then bottled and proofed down at Noble Cut Distillery in Gahanna, Ohio. There's only 6,000 bottles of this, so you should feel special. It's 45% wheat, 51% corn, 4% barley. It's three and a half years old, number four char, 94 proof, 47, 47% ABV. Hold on, you said 45 wheat, 51 corn, 4 barley? Yes, sir. Sorry, you threw me off by putting not the largest number first. I think most people put the largest number first. Well, they put that number first. So that's the way I wrote it down. (laughs) That didn't bother you when you wrote it down that way? Like that would have agitated me. I was rushing to try to make sure I got all the research. If you would like me to do it differently, you are more than welcome to do any of the research. (laughs) And the research says we're drinking something, folks. Thank you. And on to the next part. (laughs) And what are we drinking today? Uh, Whiskey. (laughs) What is it? Um... I don't know. We'll find out. What can I read (laughs) on the bottle is what Zeke says. Well, I see the proof. According to this, if you're pregnant, stay away. That means you, MSP. (laughs) That's a whole other story right there. He's on like seventh meal right now. It's 10 o'clock at night. He's calling up Uber Eats again. What did you think about this whiskey, Zeke Baker? Nose-wise, granted, I I put it was pretty faint all around, but what I could get from it was um, just kind of a, a nice blend of golden grams, honey, kind of kicked into a little more cinnamon on the back. Um, not necessarily spice, just it wasn't as sweet as it was in the front part. Maybe, I don't think abrasive is the right word. It just uh, it tingled your nose a little more than the other parts. Palette-wise, I feel like this is kind of hard to explain, but hopefully folks will get it. 
especially as much craft stuff as we've had lately. I put down that it has a craft feel, but on the good side of things. And again, I know that's not the best notes by any means, but especially for your some of your younger stuff that you know just doesn't hasn't had the time to develop complexity and a variety of flavors. This kind of fell in that you know niche, so to speak, for me. I put down that it seemed to be more toffee and Heath bar than other typical sweet flavors, like some of your vanillas, caramels. It, it just, it had that kind of darker, more cooked feel to it. Uh, then the back end, um, you know, moving this around the palate a little more, it, it kind of was a little bit off putting. And as I had a second taste of this and, and, wrapped my head around it a little more. I really felt like it was, uh, you know, it's almost like a, a train going up the hill and about the, you know, a third to halfway up, it just kind of runs out of gas. The flavors and everything I picked up on the front part of that profile, it just kind of went away and faded right on out. And afterwards, that was just pretty much all that was left to, to pick up from it flavor-wise. I did think the the proof was a good place. I don't remember if you said what it was. And if you did, I don't remember, but I just felt like it, it was enough to give you a little bit of pep in there, a little kick, but by no means would it be overwhelming or overpowering anybody. And if by chance it was just a little stronger than somebody who wanted minimal amount of water, just a few drops should remedy that pretty fast. That's about all I had here, John Boy. What you uh, what you got? It was 94 proof, by the way. Okay. Nose, I really just got a lot of black licorice. I know you got honey and graham cracker and all that, but I got a lot of black licorice taste. I got cherry, orange, and tobacco. I agree with you. The finish was very faint. I think that's where the corn and kind of a nuttiness came through, but it was very, very faint. This one kind of tailed off. I mean, as a younger whiskey would, I know you said this is crafty, but you know, let's be honest. This is MGP. It's three and a half year old MGP. I love, this is nothing against Magnolia because there are so many brands doing this now. When the hell did a half a year now start to become an aging thing? You know, it was like, this is three years old or this is four years old. Now people are saying it's three and a half years. Like, it's just ridiculous. You don't need to say three and a half. That half a year isn't, I mean, I would need to know like, yes, it was three and a half years, but that half a year happened over the summer. I think if you're getting technical on here, it's like this was aged an extra summer or this was aged an extra winter. That's going to tell you a lot about what was actually going on in that barrel over the extra half a year. I mean, I could say similarly, maybe when, you know, your 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 daughter hits five, you'll quit saying how many months she is and just say she's a five-year-old and not like, you know, a, a 54-month-old. I haven't said 54 months. I've always said she's four. When have I said month? I stopped saying months. When's like the right time you're supposed to stop saying months? I always thought it was like two years tops. I think I did it way before then. I think like after a year, I was like, ah, she's a year old. Like I, I'm not saying 18 months old. <laughs> you hear people say that though. It's hilarious. Like, hold on. <laughs> you making me do the math to convert this damn thing? Cause you're trying to make it sound like an infant. I and think walking or running. <laughs> I think it's two because it's size. It goes by size clothes and there are still like 12 months, 18 months clothes. That's besides the point. <laughs> so Zeke, what I would say here is yes. Is it a small release? Yes. Is it the weed and mash bill from MGP? There are only 6,000 bottles. This is three and a half years old, but it's priced at 50 bucks. 
So it's going to be 50 to 60. I think if you compare that to some other MGP at that age that we know, like Pinhook and Penelope, I think this is priced 10 to 15 bucks too high. I think that's a big red flag for me because I see brands creeping up 10 bucks here, 10 bucks there. And then all of a sudden you're paying 60, 70 bucks for three-year-old MGP. It's not something I'm, I'm going for. And I don't get enough flavor in this to actually have it be 50 bucks. Yeah. I mean, just the generality or general assumption on wheaters, three and a half years, anything that's 45% wheat. If I'm betting, I'd take this bet over a a soccer or a, uh, you know, hockey game all day because a three and a half year wheater, I would probably damn near bet the farm. It's just not going to be there yet unless there's something else going on or some kind of finish or something besides just the normal natural aging process. And I think another thing that popped up in my mind as you were going through that is if it is MGP and plenty of folks are buying it, at least I've never really heard there was too much disparity in the mashes, which even if there was, I would think the wheat would be cheaper since it's not going to be ready at, at a younger age. Throw that out the window. Most lay people can probably figure out you know, a rough price for what three and a half year juice should be based on the amount of people that are all buying it. So if one is on the far end of the bell curve and, you know, in that upper 20% price wise, they probably are just charging more. And unless there's some other reason for that to be there, I don't see or know of anything based on what I've got. And and then that to me just it's kind of even a harder pill to swallow because if it was a craft and you knew they had upstart cost overhead, other things they're trying to juggle, at least you could, you know, somewhat legitimize it in your head. But, you know, if they've bought juice just like A, B, C, D, and E also sitting on the shelf and those are all at 35, maybe 40, why is your product more? Can you tell me some reason? Did, did you get the best barrels they had for three and a half year whiskey? I mean, pretty of a tongue in cheeky to even say it, you know, like I, I just don't see what the point would be. And I think those other brands have a similar situation where they don't have a home base. So they are using Noble Cut to do the proofing and the bottling for them. The other brands I mentioned before in Pinhook and Penelope, it's not like they have their own distillery. And they have a place where they're taking barrels. They're still outsourcing it and they're still putting it at a price point that's more accessible than where this one is. Well, and they're not the only two people either. I mean, no, I'm just saying we know that those are examples. That's it. Yeah. I'm just saying if if you want to dig deep, everybody in every market, region, whatever, they've got other brands all doing this, you know? Well, think about your boys in Georgia, 13th Colony, their Southern Bourbon. It's not at a $50 price point. And, it's MGP as well. I will say at least back to my uh, original point of trying to get something out of this and tie it into uh, you know music or something else. It was easy enough on all angles to where while listening to Sugar Magnolia, I paid more attention to the song than the juice. So nothing really flagged me or caught me off guard. But I think otherwise, uh, if you're trying to focus on this, <laughs> you're not going to pick up a whole lot in any direction. I really got the black licorice though. I That really stood out for me i know you didn't get that but that's what i got if you like black licorice and you have 10 extra bucks in your pocket check it out if not get it at a bar just to say that you tried a brand that was long defunct and came back but i probably will not be going out of my way to get a bottle of this for the shelf i 
thank them for sending this our way. I really do appreciate that they sent it our way. And I know some people might get on us for being negative. It's nothing bad. I just think weeders take a little bit longer. I mean, that's really what it is for me. And it's the price plus the fact that I think it needs about another year and a half in the barrel. I will say for whatever reason, probably just growing up in the South largely, but whenever I saw Magnolia on this sample bottle, for some reason, I had just like this predisposition that this was going to be like pecan flavored or something. Or you thought that it was going to be something that was made in Augusta. <laughs> I mean, like something about Magnolia, like just some kind of like candy, you know, pecans, pecans, whatever, like just that whole, uh, you know, spiel of, uh, of flavor profile. <laughs> so maybe I'd kind of set myself up a little bit to fail as well. Well, whenever anybody says Magnolia, the first thing I think of is the masters, but that's just me. I think of the buds that grew on the trees. Cause I mean, that was, those were almost better than a rock fight. You ever get hit one of those things? No. Dude, they pack some weight and even better. They got a handle at the bottom. So I mean, you could chunk it and they got these little, uh, I mean, it's not a, a thorn, but it's got a little, you know, pokey things that stick off of it too. I'll see if I can find one. And when you're not paying attention, whelp you in the back with it. All right. Well, I look forward to that until then. Do you agree with the ranking? I do. I, I just, uh, I hope I'm coordinated enough to have my phone in my left hand and the, the, the Magnolia bud in my right hand when I catch you in the back with it. Until then, find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Thank you again to Ed Carey for sending this our way. Find us wherever you download your podcast. Chances are you already have because you're listening to us right now. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Good old Nashville, Tennessee. Look out. Incoming Magnolia bud. Cheers. <laughs> Ciao.